Thank you for downloading the Flixsters podcast. On this week's episode, on December the 21st, 2022 in the US, and Chris Pratt as Mario, Anya Taylor-Joy as Peach, Charlie Day as Luigi, Jack Black as Bowser, Keegan-Michael Key as Toad, Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong, and um, a few others. Now, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, Deval. It's an all-white cast, apparently. I mean, uh, I'm just glad that the black person played Donkey Kong. (laughs) (laughs) So so I'm happy with that. Let it be (laughs) all-white. Because... He just don't oh, want. Keegan Michael Key. He brings a bit. Of, brings a bit of. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So listen, we're uh, back again for another episode, folks. Uh, how are you all doing? Yes. Thank you so much for downloading episode one hundred and fifty-eight. Devout one hundred and fifty-eight. That's a lot, you know. <sighs> listen, look. You know, all I'm going to say is this is an episode worth dying for. Oh my gosh! You got it in there early, yeah. I had okay. to get it in there early. An episode worth dying for, folks. Um, and there's a reason why I've said that is because um, we're going to be speaking about James Bond 007, no time to die. There's no time for it. There's nah. no time to even die. Nah. So um, keep listening because we're going to be bringing you a review of the new James Bond movie, which just released in the UK, Deval. He was fresh off the plane mm-hmm. from Marbella and he went straight to the cinema. Right. And he's gonna he's gonna tell us all about that movie, yeah. and then if we've got time, we're gonna hopefully maybe speak about this new Netflix movie starring uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. We've got yeah. that, and um, and well, we'll see how we get on, uh, folks. So listen, uh, hope you enjoyed the show. This is episode 158. So Deval, um, before we get into anything, let's do the shout outs, man. Yep, I'll do shout outs, and then straight after I'll do the prizes. So first shout out mm. goes to Kate, 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 Kate. She loves the show. She loves uh, all the Wicked. talk about movies. Uh, she listened last week and said, great show. Listening again right now. So, Kate, thank you very, very much for listening to The Flicksters. Let us know what kind of movies you want us to talk about. We will make sure we dedicate a movie to you. Kate, yeah. Thank well, you. actually, we've already got one. Kate. Oh, called Kate. Yeah. We, 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 we <laughs> watched it a couple ago. of weeks ago. Kate, if you've seen there it, it's go. on Netflix. It's, and it's called Kate. Kate. Exactly. So I hope you then watch it or hope you. you've seen it. Next shout out goes to our very own Zakrov. Yes. Uh, he is, I think he's also watched, uh, or going to watch James Bond, I think. Uh, again, just as usual, he's always shouting us out on Instagram. Go check out his page, Zakrov. He actually sounds like a Bond villain, you know? Zakrov. <laughs> oh, all all we're missing is just like you know? stroking like a cat. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, he always listens to the show during, you know, when he's cooking his food and stuff. He says it. Listening to the Flicksters gives him that extra spice. You, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, there you go, Zachary. Thank you. And those are our shout outs. So next, we are going to talk about our prize. So do you know what? This prize, you won't get anywhere else. I'm going to say it once and only once. All you need to do is write us a review. Say what you think about the Flicksters. Post that review wherever you like. You can put it on Apple, CastBox, anywhere. And then just let us know on Instagram. I have written a review for you guys. Send me my prize, which is a Rakuten movie code, as well as a choice of cinema tickets, which is Odeon, 
or viewed, and that's redeemable here in the UK. So you can go and watch James Bond or watch whatever you want for free, or you can stay home and watch a movie for free. You know, you're just so lucky. Great, man. Come on now. You know what? You can't get a better, you can't get a better prize. Let's seriously. Right. Uh, so do that and uh, you'll be in our good books forever. All right. Yep. Okay. On to the movie news. Now, Devout, let's speak about the FET. Let's speak a bit about uh, Boba FET. And we're fans of the FET. All right. Okay. So we saw the FET in um, The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. He appeared in the second season of The Mandalorian. And we were like, okay, this is great. So they reintroduced the character from the old Star Wars movies, tying it all in. And then that ended, there was kind of like an end credit scene where there's kind of like a little bit of extra. And we, we the news was that there's going to be like a, a Boba Fett TV show on yeah. Disney Plus, right? So tell us about this, to tell us more about this. Yeah, I mean, the, the news is basically that Boba Fett TV show, it's called The Book of Boba Fett, it's coming on Disney Plus. There is now a, a date for when we're going to see this. And that is the 29th of December, so just after Christmas. Think about it this way. Just after we've seen Spider-Man, uh, No Way Home, uh, something else is coming out at Christmas time, isn't it? Yeah, something Hawkeye. Hawk- no, oh no, no. Gosh, no. That's November. But yes, Sorry, we've yeah, we've seen that. Uh, just think, uh, after Christmas, after you've eaten, you've got a full belly. After John Wick. John- oh my gosh. And, oh, and Matrix. Sorry, no, no, after Matrix. After Matrix. Oh my gosh, December is a good month. Also my birthday, but I mean, December is a good month. So when you think that the year is done and you think... <laughs> and then you get the book of Boba Fett, and this, that's going to be a really good show. I think it's going to be about yeah. six episodes. Going to really look. I mean, people love Boba Fett. He's he's been a yeah. like a he's been one of those characters that people just really attached onto. You know, yeah. His his spurs, his Mandalorian armor. He's like I thought you were going to say sperm there for a second. Sperm. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say sperm. I was like, shit. Where's he going with this? No, but you're right. People love it. Yeah. <laughs> people love him honestly so i mean as soon as, it, as soon as it comes out i reckon this is going to be another massive show for disney plus yeah 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 we'll, we're obviously going to be watching it and we're going to be bringing you a review of that now devout is that going to be because it's on disney plus and you know they love doing make keeping us waiting is that going to be like all episodes all in one go or is that going to be like a weekly thing Nah, disney plus love their weekly you know their weekly. they want people to return 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 yeah. So yeah, it's going to be a weekly thing every week. I think it might be a Wednesday, just like what if. Uh, it seems like Wednesday seems to be their day. Uh, so far in the cast, we've only been told so far that uh, Tamuri, sorry, t- t- yeah, Tamura, M- Tamura Morrison is going to be obviously Boba Fett, and we've got Ming Na Wei, who's going to be uh, uh, Fennec, Fennec Shand. Her name is. She's gangster. She's been in Agents of Shield. She's been in lots of stuff. So loads of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. Good. So listen, um, keep listening to us and we'll give you the lowdown on all of that. Now, um, let's let's go on to someone who might not be returning to Disney. Well, we don't know, but let's let's kind of speak about this. So Scarlett Johansson and Disney, they've settled Deval. So yeah. tell us the details on this, man. We heard a little while ago that uh, Scarlett Johansson had beef with Disney. And uh, the beef got salty. So it's a bit of salt beef there. <laughs> But no, she had beef with Disney because of the release of Black Widow, which came out in July, came out in the cinemas, and only, I think, two weeks later, it was also put on Disney Plus premiere. But now that sort of uh, conflicted with her, her contract, which meant that she earned an X amount of money from cinema ticket you know, sales. 
Does this mean that her, you know, potential revenue earnings was lower than lower than agreed? Not happy. So she sued uh, Disney and said, you know, I want more money because this is what we agreed. And it turns out that that actually worked. So now they've settled out of court for a reported forty million dollars. Jeez. So it's it's proven to be cheaper to give her the do re mi and let's just call it quits. Uh, she's been a great servant, you know. How many years she's been in in, uh, you know, in Marvel since two thousand and I think ten. Uh, so she's yeah. done her thing, but also you know what? she's still got another movie coming out <laughs> with Disney. I was just about to ask you. <laughs> I was just about to ask you. Did, has this burnt the bridges? No, ha, got, you know, has she burnt any bridges? Now she's got another movie coming out with with uh, Disney. It's not going to be Marvel or something else, but. She's still, imagine that you see your employer and you're like, okay, see you next week. <laughs> yeah. Bye. Uh, thanks for the 40 million check. You know? And uh, yeah. Oh my gosh. This is crazy. Right. So um, it, that just goes to show you star power, man. It's yeah. just like, um, you know, she is putting bums on seats. Yeah. Wouldn't mind her bum on my seat, but hey. <laughs> yeah, I know. A, a bum on this show's seat, by the way. That's what we meant yeah. um, before you, we get sued. Um, so listen, talking about suing De- Deval, I'm not sure if you've heard this, because you've obviously like partying away in Marbella, yeah. uh, enjoying yourself whilst we've obviously been like, you know, doing shit. Um, Mark, check this out. This is crazy news. So, you know, Iron Man and Spider-Man. Yeah. They were created by uh, Steve Ditko and yep. Stan Lee, right? Yep. Okay, so and Doctor Strange um, as well. Back in the sixties, sorry, and Doctor Strange as well, and Doctor Strange as well. Yeah. So listen, these are these are Marvel characters that were created in the sixties, and there's this some crazy shit is going on where the 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 estate of Steve Ditko is now trying to sue Marvel because they want the rights back to these characters. Yeah. And what they're saying is, uh, if I've read this correctly, what they're saying is, oh, um, we, we, you know, we sold oh, Steve Ditko. He, he created these characters and it wasn't forever. Yeah. Like yeah, at yeah. some point, yeah. you know, um, we need to kind of like, you know, the estate needs to have this back. And now Mar- Marvel or Disney, they're counter suing, yeah. you know, the family or the estate. And they're saying, well, no, we hired yeah. these writers and these, these you know, these, um, these drawers and everything to create these, pro- you know, these characters for us. So we own it forever. Mm. And um, they might settle out of court. I don't know. What, what, what you make of this? It's a tricky one. And it, it seems like, uh, you know, the lawyers of, of, of Steve Ditko's estate have seen something that they feel has got enough, you know, weight to roll with. And I think the yeah. best they can hope for is a settlement out of court. And it seems like, you know, Disney's history of doing that, even if they get something, it's better than nothing. Because I think according to the law, that you know, the black and white law, yes, a transaction was made all these years ago. Transaction was settled. And then now you're coming back years later to say, hold on a second. Oh, these characters are doing really, really well. What would have happened yeah. if those characters put someone in debt? Will they come out and say, <laughs> oh, by the way, you know, you, these characters have put you in debt. We should also share this debt because we created these characters. No, exactly. they wouldn't say that. So it works no. both ways for me. But I, think, I reckon they could get a small settlement. Or anything they get, they should be happy with because I think it's a bit cheeky. And, and- and when we're saying small, like small might be something like, I don't know, 10 million or something. Exactly. Yeah, which is nice. 
Nice. <laughs> like that, that, you know, that's what we mean by small, yeah. right? So listen, look, we'll, we've got our eyes on this and we'll obviously keep you posted, but I just think it's kind of like really, really interesting. Yeah. All right, like on to kind of other gaming news. Well, actually, yeah, just, just gaming news, really. Um, I'm not sure if you heard about this one, but Devout, um, they're making a Super Mario Bro- Brothers oh, movie. Leave it out. And seriously, right, yeah, you know, leave it out. Exactly, that's exactly what I thought because back in the day, Maybe you guys, you know, don't know this, people listening, but they did actually make a live action Mario mm. Brothers movie starring Bob Hoskins from yeah. England. He was a and British Steve actor. Likuzamo. Exactly. And it was a flop. Yeah. Like it was like it was crap, right? Yeah. So now the news is that they've roped in the voice voice talents of um Chris Pratt. Oh, is it? Okay. Voice. So is this going to be uh, animation or something? Or I think it's going to be animation. So oh, okay. that's the thing. So listen. So listen. The film, which was announced um, like some time ago, will debut on December the twenty first, twenty twenty two, in the US. And Chris Pratt as Mario, Anya Taylor Joy as Peach, Charlie Day as Luigi, Jack Black as Bowser, Keegan Michael Key as Toad, Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. And um, a few others. Now, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, Deval. It's an all-white cast, apparently. Mm. I mean, uh, I'm just glad they didn't pick a black person to play Donkey Kong. (laughs) (laughs) So so I'm happy with that. (laughs) Let it be (laughs) all-white. Because... He just don't no, want. Shit. Look at that, Keegan Michael Key. He bring. He's got a bit. Of, he brings a bit of a diversity. Better diversity in there. So that's a really one. But listen, there's people are kicking up a stink. And but also people are kicking up a stink by saying, no, don't do it. And regardless of like, you know, yeah, the, the character, yeah. like, you know, who's acting, they're just like, yeah, don't yeah, yeah. mess around with this because Mario is like people's childhood like you know imaginary friend or whatever people don't mess around with this man and they could argue to say why is there not an italian person playing mario because he's an italian plumber isn't he plumber sure there's why couldn't they get a plumber is out there you know that american italian that can play you know <laughs> mario <laughs> exactly so um and, and i get it because look this is a big ip for for nintendo whatever and maybe they want to go the route like what Sony, like you know, like yeah. we we you know we get like game adaptations and stuff. And maybe they've got Sonic. Sonic came out a little while ago. That's done quite well. It's getting sequels, you know. So and Sonic and Mario went head to head, to head for a while. That yes. was like you know, Nintendo's flagship, Sega's flagship. So see what happens. Eh? Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Uh, and let's speak about another anime. So this might be interesting for for people out there. Uh, Haley Atwell, who is Agent Carter in um in the marvel universe mcu she yeah. had an episode on the what if kind of a series which is like really cool and check this out she is actually Haley Atwell was going to be the voice of lara croft in a new animation for netflix so That's- people are going down this whole animation develop it's like picking up a lot of steam around the yeah. world, like you know in in the industry right that's a really good i think that's, that's a good fit i can see her doing a really good job that I like her, her her voice will lend to that character way. So I think that that should be. But yeah, you're right. There's a lot of animations happening. Even uh, The Witcher has an animation coming out on Netflix. So it's gone from sort of movies, some live action to animation. Exactly, The Wolf. Yeah, I think maybe maybe it's to do with budget. You know, all this remote working that we're doing these days. Maybe animation. Yeah, 
you know, cost-effective, viable way to tell a story. So a last bit of movie news. Tell us about this. It involves the Russos, Netflix and a heist movie. Yeah, what's going on here? There's some more Netflix news for you. So uh, Reggae Jean-Page. I'm thinking, mm. who is this person? Just he's remind the, everyone again. He's the light-skinned brother from... Uh, from uh, Bridgerton. Bridgerton. Yes, that guy. Yeah, so he is you know, this super smooth, suave guy. He's actually someone that they are saying should or could play the next Bond. That's for, you know, another conversation. But yeah, he could. I haven't really seen Bridgerton that much. I've seen like half an hour of it. But he seems like he could do it. Do it. But, Very uh, suave. In this news, he's going to be teaming up with the Russos uh, and also Noah Hawley for a Netflix heist. Mm. This could be his almost of a audition, you know, test test pilot for a Bond type movie, you know. So, you know, this heist movie could be just what he needs to show people. Yes, I can be a bit more rugged. I can you know, yeah. shoot shoot a gun, let get off some shots, and I can, you know, save the world. So let's see what happens. Yeah, sounds interesting. I want to check it out. I mean, I to be honest with you, Deval, I haven't seen Bridgerton. I know, I know a lot of like women are like get really. Like, like hot I, about this yeah <laughs> yeah exactly so um like we'll see yeah maybe if i've got time i can maybe fit it in but listen that's your movie news folks remember keep it locked with the flicks is exactly what deval said you know shout us out on instagram facebook whatever let us know what you're watching and uh, what uh, movie news you're interested in and we'll obviously speak more about that but now let's get on to new on streaming now this has kind of become a bit regular we always speak about marvel's what if and devout i have to have to yeah. this episode good one, for it? me was a good one. <laughs> oh my gosh man i you know what i the doctor strange one mm. the i think it was episode four the the t'challa one was great mm. and this one is up there man as being like seeing the watcher battle it out with um ultron mm. who's got the face of vision mm. That, that is was, that was his original wicked. plan, remember? He made, he made Vision in that, in that kind of cap thingy, and they hijacked the plans. But if his full Vision came to be, Ultron would have been inside Vision. He would have been in that, in that you know, indestructible almost, you know, body. So just, it's so good. And even in this one, in, in this episode, we see the body of Vision still encapsulated in Ultron's shell. Goes to show how smart he is, how deadly he is, how just absolute he is in his, you know, in his plans to destroy Earth. He saw Earth as a as a cancer, almost wanted to cut it out and start again. So, and what I loved about it was what I loved about it. The Watcher, mm. like played by Jeffrey Wright, he's kind of like yeah, he's involved, on the outskirts, he? just yeah, just observing. Yeah. And then I'll, there's a bit in in the episode and folks, seriously, just watch it. There's a bit in the episode where Ultron is like, I can sense you. And uh, he, can, he, he like, he's finds basically, yeah. he's doing whatever he can to find the Watcher. And then he finds the Watcher. They have a smackdown. Yeah. There's this kind of brilliant fight scene. And Deval, I'm not sure if you picked up on this, but you know, when Ultron is smacking uh, the Watcher around, he yeah. punches him, they punch each other. They're doing like, you know, you know, loads of shit. There's a universe that he punches him into, which people are saying that's the planet that Darth Vader and uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi had their battle at, it, at the end of Revenge of the Sith. Is it? 
Oh, that that lava kind of planet. That that. Yes. Yeah. So that lava planet, Ultron. The Mustafa system. There you go. I knew went. you would. I knew you would know that. I knew it. The Mustafa. So basically, what? So what? Someone did was I was reading about this. They they super or they they had the picture of the really? Mustafa system and the that scene in What If and the look. So what they're saying is is like. Could this be Marvel's way of bringing in the Star Wars Marvel universe Earth, into the Marvel universe? <laughs> As a little Easter egg. But what an episode. And then to top it all off, the Watcher is left with one, there's like one chance for him to stop Ultron. And the one person that he goes to is Doctor Strange, which the ending is like, oh man, but that the was evil brilliant. Doctor Strange as well. It's the Doctor yeah. Strange that's willing to do whatever. So, yeah just Crazy. go watch it if you haven't seen yeah. it go and watch it right now um so yeah so that's marvel's what if and the other thing that i want to quickly speak about devout i've been watching yeah i've seen kind of like the first like three episodes of this is okay. called squid game this is a new Allergic netflix squid, so i wasn't really too sure about this one <laughs> when i should be bro this is um it's actually kind of yeah it's like number it's like number one in australia and it, it's, well, it's number kind of like yeah it's like the top it. in the top five good. in a lot yeah. of countries and this is basically um a korean um horror thriller show and it's this it's really simple so a a guy you know he's a, he's a korean guy he lives with his mum he's poor he kind of like, you know, scrounging around for money. He, he basically wastes his money on gambling. He's in a lot of debt. And one day he's at the train station in Seoul and a guy says to him, hey, do you want to play a game? And like, um, <laughs> like Seoul, basically. And he goes, if you win, I'll give you like a uh, 100,001, I think it's called. And it's only like about 60 pound. He, he does win. The guy wins and he's like, oh my God, this is like amazing. And, but he's in serious debt. The, you know, the bad people are after him. And he says, the, the guy who gave him that money says, look, if you want more, call this number and there's other games that you can play. So he is one of 456 people who enter a game and devout. It is, it's like Saw, basically. The, the games are Beautiful. like childhood games, but the stakes are like you live or die, basically. Play no more. But That's if me. you live... You're going to be a multi-millionaire, basically. Yeah, I want it. Is it, a, is it a movie or is it a series or? It's a TV. It's a TV show. Okay. There's like about eight episodes. I'm on episode three. And um, again, you can watch it in, you know, it doesn't have to be in Korean that you watch yeah. it. And you can watch it in English. I've been watching it in English. Okay. And um, yeah, man, it's good. It's really good. I'm hooked. Squid okay. Game. What a name. Squid. I know. Squid Game. And and the reason why it's called Squid Game, they they kind of let, they explain to you at the okay. beginning of the show, like, you know, why it's called Squid Game and everything like that. So go check it out. And uh, yeah, so that's new on streaming. Now, new on trailers, Devout, walk us through these ones. Yeah, so we've got a couple of good trailers here I saw recently. First one is Stranger Things Season 4. So, you know, Stranger Things has been a world phenomenon. It was really, like, it was Netflix's, like, most watched show when it first came out. Yeah. Uh, so for those that don't know, Next, uh, Stranger Things is about these uh, teens uh, that are in this small town and uh, within that town there's some underground sort of shit going on with testing and stuff like that. And there's a young girl who has been tested 
uh, with some, I don't, I don't know what, what happened to her, but she, they tested her years ago when she has these powers. And basically it seems that there's an underworld dimension that's linked to this town. It's basically a bit weird. Very, very interesting. Very, very fun. It's like, you know, E.T. It's like Goonies. Yeah. It's like Ghostbusters. All of these things rolled into one. But it's really entertaining. So yeah, season four is going to be coming out. It's actually not, not coming out till next year. I'm a bit disappointed what? in that. I thought it was yeah. going to be coming out, you know, maybe December or something, but it's not coming out until 2022. And these kids are getting older, as you can see in the trailer. So go check out the trailer. They got beards, man. Seriously. I know. I know deep, deep voices as well. But uh, now, if, you, if, you're into, if you're into Stranger Things, you're going to, I think, love season four. So go yeah. check out the trailer. And, yeah, the next and one, another season four, Deval. Yeah, another season four. It seems like four by four here, you know, but Ozark on Netflix again. Ozark is a good solid show you know if you've seen breaking bad ozark is i wouldn't say it's the same but it's kind of from the same kind of family like a cousin of breaking bad again it's about a a family and uh they're like a you know a regular sort of family in america uh i think the dad's an accountant or something good with money and he gets you know he gets embroiled in uh cartel shit basically and one thing leads to another before you know it he's laundering money you know the, uh, the toughest cartel in yeah. uh, in America or Mexico, and this means a whole of shit goes down. Season four looks like it's going to be crazy. Season three ended mad cliffhanger, man. That was mad. mad. And this one, they're like they're cleaning each other's blood oh, off of each gosh, other, yeah, and like yeah. this is mad, man. It looks wicked. Now, is this going to be the last one? I would think so. I would think so, yeah. because it's Jason Bateman is the main star in this yeah. one. We've seen him in, like, The Hangover, and it seems to be... Yeah, comedy, done, kind of does comedy, yeah, right? lots of comedy, but he's good at this as well. And this is, he's, he's more serious than he has to be. But uh, Yeah, exactly. And, like, this has got, like, kill, like you know, people dying oh, left, yeah, right, yeah, and centre, yeah, yeah. and, like, you know, it's, it's dark as well, and, like, you know, it's a really good show. Really, really impressed with the show. So, yeah, so that's season four of Ozark. Go yeah. check out the trailer. And that's coming out when, Deval? This is coming out in June. I think it's December. I think it's December. Yeah. Great, great month. All right. Okay. Yeah, go check that out. Okay, so those were your trailers. Now let's move on to Anniversary Corner. And obviously in, um, yep. you know, because obviously we're going to be, Deval's going to be speaking about James Bond. We thought we'd go back a bit. We go back 15 years, 2006. And let's revisit Casino Royale. Yeah. Now, Deval, this was kind of like, um, so this was Daniel Craig's first outing as James Bond, but it was also kind of like a reboot of sorts, right? Because remember, we hadn't had a, I can't remember, before 2006, when was the last time we had a James Bond movie? Oh, it might have been 2002. Okay. Pierce Brosnan. I want to say 2002. Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, was the last one. And I remember the last few Piers Brosnan movies, they, to be honest with you, they were like some really kind of like, that they weren't that good. Like, you know, the, he's good. Piers Brosnan was good. He was he like, you know, he was great and everything like that. But the kind of with the gadgets and everything, the storylines, they all started to go really, really funny. So they kind of went old school and they brought in, um, you know, Daniel Craig and they toughened him up. Yeah. They toughened up, uh, you know, James Bond. And I tell you one thing, this has got 100%, I reckon it's got to do with the fact that we had Jason, Jason Bourne, Bourne, 
We had Jack Bauer, who yeah. was kind of like, you know, in 24, yeah. like, you know. Rugged, and rough come, and ready, yeah. Jay, yeah. Do you remember Jason Bourne, man? Yeah, he, this Jason guy Bourne was like kicking ass. New sort of James Bond uh, flavour. Him even taking a bit, a bit more licks and being more rugged. Enemies licks. being a bit more, <laughs> yeah. His enemies being a bit more, you know, hardcore and rough and ready. Uh, so, yeah, I think that influenced it in a good way. Yeah, exactly. And like, obviously, Daniel Craig, um, uh, Mads Mikkelsen, he played kind of like, you know, the villain in this, uh, Le Chiffre. So that was really good. There's, um, is this the one where um, he's getting his, um, where he's on the chair, yeah, he's getting his balls whacked. Yeah. In. yeah, so this one, this one, I mean, think about it. We went from Piers Brosnan, who was quite suave and yeah, he took a couple of punches here and there. But in this one, in this Casino Royale, it starts off with, you know, even that, um, what's that, when they jump around and roof? Parkour. Parkour, parkour is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah, so it started off with that. That was really like, wow. That was a James wicked Bond. scene, yeah. Exactly. So gets more gritty. Uh, we see James Bond getting tortured. He loses a testicle. I mean, <laughs> that's, that's probably his most, you know, licensed pill. And he's lost his license to thrill. Oh, (laughs) exactly. So, um, yeah, I mean, this one here, for me, Goldeneye, not Goldeneye, sorry, Casino Royale, for me. Goldeneye was good as well. was one of the best Bonds, like, of Daniel Craig. Just a good, good, solid, solid, solid movie. Uh, So, yeah, yeah, this 2006, it came out, Anniversary Corner, that's 15 years ago when he started this journey. And on that note, Deval, um, I got to leave it up to you now. So you're going to speak about No Time to Die, which had its premiere, like what, like a couple of days ago, was it? Was it about three or four days ago or something? It premiered in, in the UK uh, on the 30th of September, Thursday, the 30th of September. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, so lay it down for us. Tell us what you think. But before you do any of that, just set it up for us. Hmm. Uh, where are we in the whole kind of timeline? Uh, where do we find James Bond? And, um, you know, is he the same person as we saw him in, uh, was it Spectre? Spectre was the last one, wasn't it, or something? Yeah, after Spectre. What happened after Spectre again? Was that the one where uh, where, where M was killed? That was Skyfall, wasn't it? No, Spectre was the one with, uh, what's his name, from Inglorious Bastard. Yes. Um, yeah, from Christoph Waltz's character. Christoph Waltz. Blofeld. That was yeah, it, so yeah. All of that happened. Blofeld. Yeah, and uh, Bond has, He's left. Yeah, remember he left. He retired. He sort of left, uh, you know, MI6 or whatever, you know, his employees are. <laughs> uh, and he was off with, with the blonde uh, lady, uh, the French lady. He was in uh, Blue is the Warmest Colour. She's a really good yes. actress, by the way. Yeah, she's good. Lea Sedoch. Yeah, Lea Sedoch. Her, her English is really so good. You don't think she's even French. Like, English is not her first language, but she's really good. So he's, he's, he's off, you know, living his life with her as he always wanted to do with someone, but never really got a chance to. So, yeah, when the film picks up, they're off, you know, living their life, beat on the beat, just, you know, enjoying life and stuff like that. Uh, and then, obviously, the movie can't be about that. We need to have time to die. So we, we find out a bit about her, her, her history. Her history is not as clear or as clean as you think it is. And that, that kind of troubles Bond. And it brings him back into the world of Bond, basically. But uh, what he doesn't know has happened is since he's been retired, you know, the world keeps spinning. So they've, they've got another Bond. And that's where Lashana, Lashana Lynch's character comes in. Yes. He's seen her yeah. 
on the trailers. She's gangster. Yeah. Everything she does is gangster. She doesn't mess around. Kicks ass. Yeah, she's not there to like, because Bond obviously he likes to do his job, but he likes to get in with the ladies too. This lady yeah. here, she ain't got time for that. She, she's like, she's like the sort of person that goes shopping with a basket. In and out. No time for a trolley. <laughs> you know in and out <laughs> yeah yeah so he's good and uh yeah the, the villain in this uh who is what's his name from uh rami, rami malik, rami malik. Yeah, he's you know what he's a really good bond villain do you know why and no, no disrespect to him but he just looks weird man <laughs> he's got a weird look on his face he's got a weird jaw he's got a weird mouth everything about exactly. him lends to the character even before he yes opens his and mouth. remember we saw him we saw him in, um, remember Little Eyes or yeah, something? The, 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 the little the thing. David um, the Washington and Jared the Washington Leto movie. In that yeah. one. Yeah. I thought he was the villain because he looked like that. But he was <laughs> creepy. Good. Yeah. It still just confused me. But in this, it's very well, he does it does a very good job. He's just, yeah. you know, he's creepy and he's intelligent. He never runs, just walks. You know how Bond villains are? They don't run, do they? They just walk. Yeah. There's a missile silo. Some there's always a missile silo in Bond films. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. So, so what does he is he is he playing a terrorist in the, now? Because uh, the reason why I ask this is because um, Rami Malek he won the Oscar for um, Bohemian Rhapsody, yeah. and he was very very specific when they wanted him to make this movie. He first of all he turned it down. He said okay. no, I don't want to be a caricature mm. like you know his because his background is Egyptian oh, okay. and. Um, and um, he's American, he's American Egyptian. Yeah. And um, he, I think what he was concerned about was, oh, was the role just going to be him as a kind of like a okay. terrorist or a madman? So like kind of one dimensional type of thing. But well, is, is that what we get here? Get something a bit different. I understand what he's saying and why he doesn't want to be you know, portrayed in that way. And in this, there's a reason why he's doing what he's doing. Uh, but he still wants to cause <laughs> mayhem. <laughs> <laughs> he still wants to cause terror on, a, on an international okay. scale. So, right. I don't know, maybe they just offered him more money and said, do your thing. But in this one, the, the weapon, I don't know if I can say it or not, spoil it, but the weapon isn't, the weapon that he's dealing with so sophisticated. It's so sophisticated. Ah. And it kind of reminds you of COVID, of what's been going on anyway. So he wants a, to unleash a virus. Way more sophisticated than COVID and whatever, and just accurate in how it points targets. That's all I'm going to say for now. But it's a very, very worldwide threat. At first, it starts off a you know the uh, local threat, but then it just you know it's Bond. It's going to be worldwide. So yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, in this Bond. He's actually for me this this one and Casino Royale are the best bonds. All the rest in between is it or whatever. But this bond here, it's a solid film. The cinema was packed. There wasn't a spare seat in the house. Cinema wow. was packed. Does a good job. He is getting on a bit. You can see. You don't see him doing many. He does. He does a lot of fight scenes and stuff, but you don't see him running a lot. So I don't think he can run right. too well. I think <laughs> he's fifty. He's in his fifties, man. Yeah, I think he's getting on a bit, but he does does a good job. Uh, the Anna de Armas. She does a really good job in this. Role. Yes, I was going to ask you. Yeah, she does a good job in this. She's she's uh she's got a good role in this uh and does a good job um and uh Jeffrey Wright as well. He's in this. He does yeah the Watcher. Thing. Yeah, the Watcher. Felix Leiter. Exactly. All they all do a good job. But I mean, this is Bond's last film, and I think you can sense that in the film you kind of sense some kind of you know some sort of departure from Bond. 
And I think they 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 know that obviously they, obviously they knew that before the film was made. So I think they've weaved in something into this film that lets you take that on board, right? In a really good way. I say good way, but in a really definitive way. So yeah, it's you know, yeah. So yeah. all right. So 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 Lashana, she's so you said that she's the new James Bond, right? Yeah. So what he so is he what like a rogue agent or something or does well, he get his license to kill back? Yes, he does. He does get it back. But at the start, she's actually 007. Literally, uh, when they meet, she says, "I'm 007 now," and he was like, "Like what? What? I thought they were going to retire the number?" He's like, "I oh, know, it's just a number." He's like, "Oh, is it?" Okay. But yeah, she's 007. She's yeah, the wicked. new 007. Yeah, so gangster. Uh, so, so what yeah, no. going forward is she yeah. the so going forward after so you know I, beyond I Daniel say. Craig she's say. the new Bond I won't say okay won't say. But no but no, she, she does give him his number back but I, I don't want to say any more than that but she does give him doing it because at first they got friction and then they they obviously become friends work together yeah but she yeah. says M O M permission to give Commander Bond he's 007 back and he's like yeah Bond becomes 007 again was the end of the film. Oh. So, so what? He, so, uh, so they left it open for him to come back? Well, I mean, yes, so, yeah. But he, but he, but know, he, he won't ever come back. I'm not going to come back, but, you know, 007, yeah. yeah. 007, the, right, okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so in terms of all these kind of, so we had Casino Royale, we had um, the um, Quantum of Solace, Skyfall, Skyfall, Spectre. Spectre. So, out of all these kind of like most recent James Bond ones, it's Casino Royale and No Time and to Die for you. They, they they go hand in hand. I got probably see Casino Royale again just to fully rate it properly. But for me, they go hand in hand. They're they're, they're the two best ones for me for Daniel Craig, first and last. I mean, I, I'll be honest with you. From what I've read, the little bits and pieces that I've read, like everyone else agrees with you, Deval. Okay. Because they are saying that you know, out of like it's no it's Casino Royale and No Time to Die, that this is a great send off yeah. for, for Daniel Craig. Well, folks, there you have it. You've heard it. Go check out, go to your local cinema. Remember, uh, all you need is a review of yeah. this podcast and you can go out and you can be watching uh, the new James Bond movie. Really? And um, so Deval, you said that the cinema was packed out. Was packed. Does this mean COVID, like in terms of kind of like, you know, obviously the pandemic and everything, is this, are we kind of like now seeing like it, you know, yeah, being pushed so. kind of to the back? I, and didn't people... see, I didn't see it this packed for the Marvel films. I think because obviously here in, in Britain, they've got a thing for Bond. So when it comes to Bond, yes. all generations come out. Yeah. So that's why I think it's it, true. Was, it was even more packed. But yeah, it was, every seat was full. There's no spaces between seats. It's all, all full up. That's wicked. All right, that's great. So, yeah, so um, go check out the movie, yeah. folks. And if you do see the movie, please do let us know what you think on our Instagram page or our Facebook page, and we can speak about it on next week's show. Uh, Deval, I mean, um, are we? how are we doing with time? Yeah, do you, want to do, you want to do Guilty? Let's do Guilty. Should we, should we quickly yeah. do Guilty? Uh, all right, okay, so this is a new movie. This is a new Netflix movie, yeah, which came out, like, what? I think it was, like, on Friday or something like that. Stars Jake Gyllenhaal. And Jake Gyllenhaal is basically the face of the movie. There aren't... I mean, mm. Ethan Hawke is in this... Ethan Hawke's in this as well, but you don't actually see Ethan Hawke. Oh, he plays one of the voice characters. And um, so Jake Gyllenhaal, he plays a police officer... And um, he, you know, when you call up 911, 
uh, in America and, you know, they answer the phone call, hey, this is, you know, the emergency, what's your, you know, emergency, whatever. And then he he's playing one of those operators, all right? And throughout the movie, you realize he's he's been put on kind of like this this type of duty because he's normally a, you know, a beat police officer, but something's happened. Uh, he's been involved in some sort of kind of incident and there's going to be a court case going on. On top of that, he's going through a really rough time with his wife or ex-wife and, you know, there's kind of like, you know, that kind of familial issue going on. But one day he's at work, he's stressed out and he, you know, we find him in, he doesn't look really good. You know, he's in the uh, bathroom and he's kind of like washing his hands and stuff. And um, he gets his phone call and a woman is like, um, she's kind of distraught, right, Deval? She's, yeah. we don't know what's going on, but it sounds like as if she's in a real emergency we think that the person that she's with is kidnapped her and he's taking her off somewhere and he might end up killing her. And she's got two kids. They're all at home. They're all alone. And Jake Gyllenhaal is basically there speaking to the ladies, speaking to the kids, speaking to the husband and interacting with all these different people trying to, you know, get to a good outcome, basically. Yeah, nice. True. And do you know what? The thing, the thing about this film I really liked actually is that it doesn't give you a lot. It gives you what you need or what is happening at that time. And I think that resembles or reflects the situation of an in, inbound caller, inbound sort of, uh, you know, the person on the phone that picks up 911 or 999. They get what you give them right there and then. They don't get a lot of the backstory, what happened. And that's what happens with this one. So you just, you're just thrown into it. And you start to assume all these things. Okay, a lady dressed must be the man. This must be that, must be that. But then you realise as the film goes on, uh -uh. equal opportunities here. Yeah, <laughs> equal opportunities. It's not always what you think. <laughs> yeah, exactly, you exactly. And so, hey, you know what? I was really intrigued. I mean, he basically carries the whole movie because it yeah. is literally just him um, in the seat talking on the phone or with his headset and he's talking to all these different people you don't see you see very few other actors in the movie right Deval? yeah yeah and, and, and the actors that you do see obviously we, we don't recognize them they're not household names i'm sure they're great actors and stuff but it's all centered around him and he has got a lot going on all the issues yeah. that amar said that he's got he's a he's a bit of a dickhead at work actually shouts <laughs> bit of an people, arsehole yeah quick um, uh, a short temper He's just a bit, he's got a lot going on and he's got to try and help people that need help and he doesn't always help them the best way. But it seems like he's really emotionally attached and he, at, at heart, he's a good person and he wants to go out, you know, he'll go the extra mile to help this caller who seems to be in trouble and he's willing to use all these resources, a favour here, a favour here, sends police officers to go to their house and finds out that there's kids at the house and they need one of the kids being uh, almost killed, basically. Yeah, and yeah. you know that opens up a whole new can of worms, and he tries to investigate how that happened. And then when you realise who actually, you know, has hurt this kid, then the whole story flips. You're like, shit! Everything that he was doing now, he has to just now do another way, undo it, it. Kind yeah, of. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Crazy. It was good. It's, it's a film. decent kind it's of like. Short film though, it's an hour and a half, isn't it? But it's it's just it long enough. 
Yeah, I mean, I, you know, it, it's just kind of one of those movies where, you know, you watch it for his performance, obviously, mm. and you watch it for, you know, like how the movie unfolds and, you know, for it to get to its conclusion. But I thought it was interesting, the fact that, I mean, a budget for this devout, I mean, it couldn't have been that much, right? Nah, I don't think they hardly even moved around, hardly saw anything external, saw a few flashes, external locations. But yeah, I, I would imagine the budget would be quite small in this one. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, for me, I mean, it was a good movie, great kind of like Friday night movie uh, and it's on Netflix and you can kind of like, you know, watch it right now and um, let us know what you think. I mean, yeah, it's got a thumbs up from me. Yeah, definitely. Definitely thumbs up for me too. Good film. All right. I think that's it, Devout. That's all we've got time for, right? Well, yeah, that's it. That's it for this week. Next week, we've got some more. I'm not sure what we're doing next week, but I'm sure it'll be good yeah always whatever it is it's going to be great (laughs) and we hope you join us and uh remember keep it locked with the flicksters uh get in touch with us and uh yeah let us know what you're watching and what you're thinking definitely all right peace out and don't forget to follow us on instagram facebook youtube and twitter just pop in the flicksters podcast